great. Now that we got the vibe check out of the way, <laughs> um, I was the reading what check? The the check. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, we we came up with a system that um automatically censors anytime we say. You know, so <laughs> we don't even have to, we have, we can say it as much as we want. Like I'm. See, so yeah, I said it like six times there, and you couldn't even hear it. Yeah, so, I couldn't even hear it. Exactly, so, uh, it was great. It must work really well. <laughs> Anyways, um, what I was saying earlier to you was that I, I read an article um, about the Wolf of Wall Street and Jonah Hill's in it. And, uh, well, he, you know, obviously. Anyways, he, <laughs> <laughs> the, you've obviously seen the movie and you've seen how much uh, cocaine he does in the movie. That's fact. Which is a lot. Yeah. Um, but what's funny was that in an interview, he's saying that he, he obviously didn't do real cocaine in during the movie because obviously that wouldn't be very obviously. fresh. Yeah. yeah. But... Uh, he was saying that he did so much fake cocaine that he had to be hospitalized for three weeks because he had bronchitis. <laughs> and I, I, don't know, I don't know what fake uh, cocaine is, so I don't like. It's I don't probably know. better for you than real cocaine, though. I hope I, probably not. I mean, <laughs> if he went to the hospital for three weeks, but uh, what a beautiful segue <laughs> into our topic yeah 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 our next topic so uh so what are we what are we talking about today oh we're What's not just it, talking with we're ingesting ingesting we're, we're lighting <laughs> up we're <laughs> we're drinking we're inhaling <laughs> inhaling we are i don't know what else kids do these days but um we're doing drugs folks mentioned uh right before that beautiful intro gotta love it every time right anyways as we previously <laughs> mentioned just welcome back <laughs> what a beautiful welcome back <laughs> oh my goodness the topic of today uh we're gonna touch a little bit on drug use in society and i think this this is kind of an important topic to touch on because it's part of the reason that I was so excited about starting this podcast in the first place. And it's not it's not about drugs, trust me. I, I ain't that excited <laughs> about drugs. But that like I think that something that I learned, because I I'd be taking classes on this shit, bro. Like I took a I, I took a class my freshman year about like drugs and addiction. So I'd be knowing shit sometimes. And part of the things that I realized from taking that class is that there's so much information about that this stuff that's just like distilled or changed by the media to achieve greater ends and i feel like we're like we're almost being denied some of the facts and only being shown what we want to see and that's why like that's why this podcast is so cool because we get to talk about stuff that maybe is like when people aren't giving you the facts exactly we be giving you the facts so (laughs) not that like not that like we're we're like we're so woke and we're trying to like get you on our gecum and shit but like it, it also like I feel it in Kanye too. You know what I'm saying? Like the media, we're the media what, two stays... minutes in. <laughs> no, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. The media stays oppressing Kanye and just shitting on everything he does. But if you look at like just the facts about Kanye, bro, he's just a regular ass dude trying to live his life and like make shit. You know what I'm saying? And everybody wants to turn him into this villain and take everything he says or does out of context. I will say because it makes for good press. I will say over the weekend I listened to a Kanye. A Kim Ye interview by Architectural Digest. You probably have already watched <laughs> of it. Of course. And I gained a little bit more respect for Kanye. So 
Oh, You're bro. You're welcome. I got to show you this like hour and a half long documentary that okay. I made my family watch one time. Okay. It'll, it'll change your life, bro. <laughs> Anyways, as Nav was saying, he's been waiting, what, 24 episodes for this specific episode about drugs. Maybe maybe not exactly, but it, it follows the same topic, okay? It's, it's along a consistent theme. Uh, um, let's get into it. Let's get let's, into okay. drugs, their potential, their addiction, the moderation, fast facts. Give it to us. Okay, so basically, little did we know, maybe we did, I don't know. Little did I know. Little, anyways, a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> uh, drugs have actually been a part of our culture since pretty much the time that we've had culture, right? Uh, so origins, since 2014. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> origins of drug use date back to literally the beginnings of our society where early civilizations would use psychedelics that, would, that, that came from the earth uh, for like spiritual rituals and stuff like that. Tobacco has been ingrained in American culture since literally the colonial days when we figured out how to grow it. Classic. And it's even taken such a, such a prevalent background presence in our present culture when you look at things like Steve Jobs attributing the success of Apple to, to acid trips. Uh, if you look at theories that the creators of Mario Brothers came up with it on shrooms. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, like literally today, with all the... Uh, with all the debates going on about what drugs should be legalized and what aren't, uh, it seems like it or seems like our country is yeah. It seems mm-hmm. like our country is in a state by state revolution, and uh, and yeah, just acceptance of drug culture in society is changing really really fast. And so we thought we'd uh, sit down and take some time to address it and maybe talk about uh, this in as direct of a fashion as we can give it to you in because. Uh, whatever political party you identify with, wherever you get your news from, uh, most likely somebody wants to steer the conversation a certain way so you're not getting the entire story. And uh, maybe maybe we won't give you the entire story either because we're just a couple of dumb 20-year-olds that don't know <laughs> shit. But we'll, we'll do what we can. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, we're, not a, we're not a news station, right? So we're not going to give you... Um, we're going to try to give you as, as much of it as unbiased information. Yeah, for sure. And um, while you will hear our opinion on this stuff and we'll hear... We do be our, having opinions, Our though. two cents or our three cents on it, maybe. Maybe even four cents if we're feeling good. I don't know good. if we can get there, bro. <laughs> Easy with that. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a little ambitious. <laughs> but we will give you our opinion on it. And that's, that's, the, that's the goal for us at the end of the day, you know, obviously to take something away from the podcast and whether you learn to... That you want to go do heroin or whatever, or not do it. That's up to you. Um, Big fact. Point is, drugs. 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 And and that being said, we will specify this episode to mostly alcohol, marijuana, because those are those are definitely the most prevalent in our culture today. Um, with the with the debates for uh, marijuana legalization and alcohol is legal and whatever people say about it, like scientifically, like alcohol is a drug. So uh, maybe maybe we'll talk about nicotine too because those those do seem to be the most uh, common, easily accessible, talked about drugs mm-hmm. in our culture today. Um, we do be knowing about other shit though. Um, so <laughs> and, and for other people, you know, depending on who's listening to this or who who this is addressed to, I'm sure you might have a different uh, drug that has impacted your life or a family member or someone you know closely, other than marijuana, alcohol, definitely, co- or definitely. Nicotine. Um, yeah, but so. we, we want to specify on those just because in our demographic and our culture in the immediate sense that feels it feels like those are the most prevalent definitely um, yeah and to all you business majors doing coke on friday nights we can, <laughs> we can do an episode on that if you want to 
Just we, not, we'll do an episode know. on it. Not do it with you. We'll do an episode on it. Yeah, I want to make that very, very clear. Okay, so let's talk about how prohibition has literally been around for 100 years. For sure. And addiction is at its highest. How does that make sense? How do it make sense, <laughs> bro? Tell me. I, I don't get it because I don't know if you learned about this in your class, but with the whole with the whole forcing people to you know keep drugs under the radar under the roads you know keep it as an underground uh underground activity i feel like it's forcing people to get into addiction a lot more than it would be if it was you know openly available and whatnot definitely does that that seem it makes sense to me i don't know about addiction uh for sure because i think that a lot a lot of that has to do with uh the physical tendencies of a person as well as the chemical makeup of the drug itself so i don't I don't know how much um, actual like legalization, whether or not it's over the counter, uh, plays into that. Because definitely, like alcohol addicts do be alcohol addicts. You know what I mean? And that is like you can literally get alcohol anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That being said, uh, one of the issues with um, not having legalized drugs or even like over the counter, government regulated, mandated drugs is that. Regardless of the addiction potential it can have on you, if uh, if drugs are illegal, then people who want to do them obviously have got to go to less reputable sources to get them from. And that's when you run into uh, issues like they aren't properly tested, they're cut with something, and mm-hmm. like God knows, like that's been that's been such a problem in our society today is you have no idea what you're actually buying when you do buy it. And uh, that makes me think that, legalized drugs would be able to be government regulated government mandated and then they would be much safer for everybody yeah because even if the even if the accessibility is heightened or even multiplied by 10 the safe the safety factor is really really important because like you're saying when you mix it in with something else or it's spiked or whatever else that drug became becomes a lot more dangerous than it already is exactly and if it's already dangerous as as the pure substance of itself whether it's cocaine or or marijuana or whatever it is when it's mixed in with something else that becomes like a one-stop shop for death and you yeah you have no idea if it's going to be safe or not right, right. and I, I think at that point you know i was listening to a few interviews where the, there's a fine line between moderation and addiction where you can always control yourself in terms of, uh, you know, that's, that's the, that's the big argument. You can control yourself, uh, with marijuana, you control yourself with alcohol because addiction happens over time. But right. like we're talking about when you get, when you get it from an unreputable source, like you said, when you get it from someone shady or, you know, a dealer of, of whoever, whoever it is, you can't guarantee the quality of that substance. And at For that sure. point, it's not about addiction. It's that one time experience that can change everything you know one day you have a life and the next day you don't. yeah that's all it takes right yeah. like you only gotta fuck up once exactly and uh obviously addiction is not easy to overcome either and it, it's it's in my mind it's one of the biggest uh you know biggest killers and biggest scares because once you absolutely get addicted, you, yeah you know because it messes with your mind right yeah and uh and that being said branching off on that i think uh the way that we treat addicts in this country is not healthy if you ask me i think we treat them as uh as prisoners rather than patients yeah right i mean that goes along with the decriminalization factor because the second you make a substance illegal anything related to that is illegal yeah and it's it's frowned upon in yeah. society right i mean when you when you look at the numbers too there's like five hundred thousand people incarcerated right now for uh non-violent drug offenses right that's five hundred thousand families ruined right there yeah for sure for and sure. you know all the all the candidates and i don't want to get too political with this but all the candidates who are trying to reverse that and you know make that 
pull that back from being a uh, criminalized, you know, offense is a step in the right direction, I think. Right. Because when you when you make something so illegal and it's so deadly to the American people as well, you can't combine those and create such a criminalized force against something that is deadly and illegal. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. crazy shit. And um, if you look at if you look at where this is all started, the whole war on drugs and everything. If you look at the origins of it, let's uh, let's rewind the clock back to uh, <laughs> back to 1971 when our boy Richard Nixon be starting the war on drugs because drug culture, psychedelic culture, that sort of thing was associated with anti-war sentiments. Mm. So the actual okay. war on drugs had pretty much nothing to do with drugs themselves so it's actually about the like actual war yeah because they didn't want anti-war sentiments in america because they want people to fight in the war right Mm. that's kind of crazy because if i remember right that is that's around the time when heroin was introduced right and it's funny because heroin now is like the biggest killer in america it's 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 killed more people than for sure both world wars and whatnot for sure so that's that's scary to think about that as as a general fact but also heroin it was introduced by the same company that makes like pain relievers, Bayer, or Bayer. Oh, I don't dang. Know yeah, it. see, bro, there's always... And oh, and that's the catch with it, because if it's introduced by the medical company that creates the same shit we take for headaches today, and it was introduced as like a as a, as a medicine for children, at some point they turned back the clocks and they was like, okay, let's pull back heroin from the medicine, yeah. the medicine industry, let's make it illegal. So I, I don't know if that's like a... I don't know what went wrong there, which whether it was Richard, you know, doing his thing <laughs> in the office, or you know, that, that's weird. Um, you probably took the class and know more about the the Controlled Substance Act, right? The Controlled Substance Act. Hold up, is that um, that's the that's the schedule thing, right? Yeah, that's when they be making schedules. I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's been a minute. Um, so basically, they be making schedules and shit, and uh, that just lets you know like what um what drugs are free to use for everybody what drugs are moderated and, and what drugs are absolutely uh illegal and all, all i know from you know from my little little bit of reading because you know i'll be reading he do be but reading. <laughs> uh it, it was just interesting to see these schedules are so-called are not really schedules but more like categories of the, the right. drugs right yeah yeah that's what the schedules um, are right the and categories. so and so what i read which was really really dumb in my mind was that heroin or not heroin marijuana and heroin and also other drugs that are extreme like lsd uh equaludes and whatnot are under the same schedule or schedule one schedule one yeah should and, not be should not be sold over the counter right and they're also it also divulges in the fact that those schedule one drugs have not found a medical purpose in right. society so therefore they're like the most dangerous you know un yeah unnecessary drugs yeah which is really weird to, to group heroin and marijuana in the same category because to me this is just my personal take on it that I don't I don't feel like heroin and marijuana should be in the same category in terms of side effects or, or, or effects or whatever it is it for doesn't, sure doesn't seem right for sure um, because marijuana marijuana can't kill you yeah right at, at the end of the day it can't kill you but there's another thing that like we're going back to whatever it can be mixed with was that her, or marijuana the second it's you know the second you're crossed with with alcohol or anything else, it gets deadly. Yeah, for sure. So you know that's that's the sad part about any of these drugs that the second you start to mix them up and and cross path these schedules or whatever it is, they become deadly. And yeah. it doesn't have to do with addiction; it's just a one time thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the the schedules under the Controlled Substance Act just go. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They go from like worse to just Tylenol and stuff. Yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. that I get addicted on every day. <laughs> 
Dude, bro, I, <laughs> I still be sipping NyQuil from that time yes. I was sick months ago, bro. I ain't even gonna cap. Like if you if you, you notice remember? NyQuil in your bathroom missing, bro, like I'm sorry. Do you remember that night? Uh, okay, all of us. It's like it was like four of us, and you guys all went to bed, and I think that like two of our other friends left, and I was like, I'm gonna go take some NyQuil and go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and I was just about okay. Like I wasn't sick anymore. Then I just <laughs> I just wanted a sip of NyQuil, and then I was loopy for about three hours. <laughs> Bro, that's so funny. I went and got my nails painted, <laughs> and they've been painted since. That's when the whole thing started. Just a hit of NyQuil. <laughs> um i do remember uh i do remember another another little story for for the for the fans for the for the tank um when i was in high school when i was in high school i had these two really close friends and we had just gone to like some robotics competition or something and when we were coming back we were eating i think steak and shake and none of this matters i guess but (laughs) the the point is my stories are so like detailed and unimportant it's funny um (laughs) The point is that I was telling I was telling my close friends that like, uh, maybe maybe you know one day I'd like to try cocaine or maybe you know, <laughs> trip on acid or yeah. take LSD maybe do some quaaludes you know just for the one time experience, and I literally upset both of them right then and there because they were like, do we know how you? could you <laughs> yeah do we know you at all do we know who you are anymore, but uh, I don't know if I still agree with that I probably regret saying all those things but uh, it's. Like we're saying, it's not it's that one time thing that could kill you. It's not about doing it for the experience. Well, I will say part of that is like part of that does kind of suck because it's like it's like the count the the culture we've associated with drug use in this country is like you can say something like that and immediately be ostracized by society, yeah. yet going to a bar and getting drunk every Friday night is normal. Right, because people don't realize that alcohol is also a drug. Like I know scientifically it might be proven, but socially it doesn't seem like it. We exactly yeah same... it's so far embedded in our culture that we don't right. even try to remove it exactly and i think when you think about other drugs as well like marijuana or, or even cocaine a lot of the influences that we see for the culture and the arts and movies and music yeah. or whatever a lot of those come from drugs and for people, sure people are openly you know vocal about their inspirations from that and not only that is if you look at the like okay look at this thing called the addiction potential scale is this little graph that shows you like google it uh yeah yeah go ahead look it up it'll it'll show you like how chemically addictive a drug can be for you uh, on the on one of the axes. I don't even remember sure, sure. which one. And, uh, and on the other one is how high of a lethal dose it, how high a lethal dose of it is, essentially. Sure. Um, and if you look at the graph, alcohol is more dangerous from you for you than not only marijuana, but also LSD and psilocybin, which is pretty crazy, and several other drugs too. Uh, it's it's more lethal to you and it's more addictive and it's crazy that like something that dangerous is so embedded in our society while something less dangerous like marijuana is is catching so much fire you know right and I, you know a lot of that probably boils down to the details of how much you take and how quickly you take and all that yeah. stuff but at the end of the day you can't overlook the fact that alcohol is just as abusive addictive and whatever For else sure. as all the other drugs um but you know, it's still it's still crazy to me how much music and and art and movies are inspired. Okay, did you know that Shrek was <laughs> literally the whole Shrek series by Tommy Tommy Swerdlow, the guy who wrote it. He he says that he used heroin while writing the whole thing. Oh oh no, <laughs> Shrek, bro! It, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I can't, <laughs> can't argue with it. Um, 
There was also uh, uh, what's it called? Pineapple Express was yeah. you know Seth Rogen and, and whoever else and yeah. uh, Sausage Party obviously Jonah Hill Seth Rogen yeah of course high off their asses. Um, but one of the one of the interesting films was one of the first um, one of the first films that was that was claimed to be written on like an addiction of sorts was in 1957. Um, Clifford Odets wrote uh, Sweet Smell of Success and apparently he had three months to write it. And yeah. then when he when he got down to it, he spent three months doing absolutely nothing. And then they called him up three days before, and they were like, "Oh, Clifford, do you, do you have it done?" He was like, "Yeah, <laughs> totally." <laughs> and then he was high, so high off Benzedrine for the next three days, and just packed it out. And it became one of the most like grossing films in the 1950s. Bro, that's which crazy. Was, which was insane. But it's also crazy, just like everyday stuff that we like Tame Impala or the Beatles or or any of the stuff that we listen to every day and and. You know, Kanye, like you're saying, things Classic. that were things were things that were inspired by drugs and how it's woven itself into our society as yeah. a normal thing. Yeah, for sure. Which is, I don't know, it's crazy. It is crazy, bro. I don't know, man. I think I think there's a lot of people today voicing different opinions on it. You know, whether it's Bernie or uh, or Andrew Yang or Joe yeah, Biden, who's probably sure, high sure. off his ass, anyways. But oh, don't don't do Joe <laughs> like that, bro. Please. Listen, I was watching the debate on Friday, and I was pretty sure he didn't have his eyes open for half of it. All right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, point is, a lot of them, you know, out of all their policies and out of out of everything from immigration to to social reform, to economic reform. Yeah, drug legalization yeah. is something being talked a lot about more recently. Right, um, and and we'll give you our two cents on it. But the the issue is that do you do you decriminalize all drugs? Do you decriminalize marijuana? Do you decriminalize like little? Do you, do you pick it apart and say okay, yes to cocaine, no no to heroin, yes yeah. to quaaludes, no to LSD? It's all these little little things that come down to it. But I think the the idea of decriminalization is really really important because if you look at um i'll be reading right so there's this there's there's the whole reform that portugal went through so in um 19 whatever it was i don't remember the day it's probably 1970s is is when they started getting a lot of the heroin influx in portugal yeah and by by the 1990s they were really really addicted so one in every hundred people is actually addicted to heroin and literally every family is what they recount would have some connection to a heroin addiction a family member lost a heroin it was really an issue at that point in portugal yeah. and so the way they took upon you know you know going or going about uh uh decriminalizing it or, or getting rid of this heroin issue was to make heroin more available to people because at that time before the decriminalization they spent 90 percent of the 90 percent of their uh funds on the enforcement of heroin so rather than rather than like giving people access to it cutting down on it uh enforcing people to like you know keep it as an illegal drug yeah keeping pe- keeping it off the streets keeping people in jails things like that and the 10 percent was used on healthcare. yeah and then at some point they came around and switched it and they reversed the numbers to be 1090 the other way. So 10% was ref- what was on enforcement and 90% was on healthcare. And so what that did was really give people an, an idea of here's what we can do to help you with a heroin addiction. You can come to the government, you can ask for help, you can ask for like healthy small doses of it. And yeah. eventually the uses of heroin went down drastically and the people incarcerated by it were, you know, eventually reversed. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people can use that Portugal, you know, the Portugal standard to put it to our economy and put it to our heroin addiction or, or opioid addiction in general and for sure and think about the reform that we can make if we switch from enforcement to healthcare because the first thing you yeah, said on the absolutely. podcast was how we treat the people 
for sure. who are addictive. You know, if we continue to treat them as prisoners, then it's not going to get anywhere. But we should rather treat them as patients and people who are, you know, actually suffering from these things. Definitely. I'd just be ranting, bro. No, 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 no. That was a, that was a, that was a good rant. That was a good rant that needed to uh, needed to be said. Um, with well, that being said, there are so so yeah. Every every presidential candidate has got their own opinion on what they're going to do right. with the state of drug use in this country and with the state of drug legalization in this country. And uh, I think we should weigh the options of uh, of some of the different uh, some of the different options there are and just see like what are what are the pros and cons of each, right? Sure. And um, in terms of in terms of legalization, I personally see like the biggest benefits to that are that the government would be able to regulate and mandate the substances that are being put out, which would ensure a much safer delivery than right. it would through other means. Right. And that, that's an important aspect, you know, providing people with a safe means of partaking in these things and giving them the option to literally not 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 be exposed to the harmful aspects of that drug. For sure, for sure. Uh, it does it does come with the downside of oversaturating the you know the market with uh, right. with drug access substances yeah, yeah access to it right um, but I do I do think there are ways around it's that a, it's a give and take scenario like you got to give you got to give a little just so you can you know save a lot more people in the end of the day for sure for sure um, but like we said you know it's a spectrum from for decriminalization you can decriminalize Tylenol or you can decriminalize yeah. everything so. <laughs> Wait, so. Tylenol is already decriminalized. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it shouldn't be for you, bro. But um, if that's what you think. <laughs> that being said, uh, we'd like to take a second to talk about our own opinions because although a lot of this discussion has been influenced about how we feel, it's mostly been stemming from our research, and so we feel like we should tell you uh, just straight up what we think before wrapping up the episode. So, Rish, what is uh, what's your stance on the drug issue in this country? Um. I am heavily um, addicted to NyQuil. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I think I stand. I don't want to name political candidates or anything like get too political with this specific episode. Um, but I do think that decriminalization of all drugs from hero- or from marijuana to any sort of opiate would be um, beneficial to our society just because i feel like the you know the portugal method will work at a larger scale which is u.s but we got to make sure yeah. that we crack down and provide people the benefits the care the the health care you know and switch that uh switch the uh, switch the ratio from you know enforcement to health care and i think if we do that right uh the decriminalization yeah decriminalization <laughs> will definitely work <laughs> yeah for sure for sure what um, do you think it's like you said, it's all about, uh, you know, maximizing the benefits, minimizing the risk. But um, I personally am uh, for the decriminalization and possibly legalization or definitely legalization of uh, substances such as marijuana, potentially getting into psychedelics just a little bit with uh, medical um, prescription, mm-hmm. I think. Sure. Uh, just because those are drugs that are starting to get studied a little bit more in depth and they've started to show uh, medical benefits, uh, especially for pain relief, PTSD, uh, even things such as anxiety and depression, which are becoming more and more prevalent in our society day by day. Um, And I think we shouldn't shouldn't ignore a cure that's literally on our doorstep just waiting to be further explored. Absolutely. But, you know, on the topic of exploration, I think the biggest thing is research. Uh, Even like when I was in that class, like I was telling you – 
there are there's so few studies on psilocybin that was like that was like my specific topic and and not to not to brag too much but Uh-oh. i i did get voted to have the best presentation in that class so um i do kind of know what i'm talking about <laughs> no 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 but but seriously uh there's so so few studies done on some of these drugs and uh like we were saying earlier part of it is because there's such a stigma on it and i think I think research is the key. I think we should just uh, we should just develop more of what we know before before really really deciding one way or the other what we end up doing with it. I agree. Maybe we should run for uh, president, bro. Who would be president <laughs> and who would be vice president? That's the real question. No, no, we'd run together as oh. odd fish. As odd fish. So who's our vice president going to be? Uh, Rojo. There you, Rojo. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, folks. Uh, <laughs> Closing out this episode, um, we've got a we've got a little bit of a surprise. We've got stickers. We do have stickers. stickers. If you would like an odd fish sticker, please let us know. <laughs> we'll post a picture of them on our Instagram. They are super cute. They'll look great on your computer, on your car, on your forehead, whatever you want to do with them. <laughs> an odd fish bindi. <laughs> Like Nav said last time, if you have guests that you would like to see, if you have guests that you would like to be, <laughs> let us know. Give us a like on Instagram. Give us a shout out on Twitter, hashtag oddfish. Um, let us know any more topics you'd want to hear about. And if you have any thoughts on this episode, if yes. you'd like to hear us go in depth on any specific issues, if there there's anything we didn't touch on that you'd like to hear uh, a little bit more about if we said anything that's factually incorrect please let us know i think i think we covered all our bases this time but we'll see yeah all right we're gonna head out go get some nyquil we'll see you next week on fish. peace